We are in a book this morning that um, we don't hear sermons from very often, do we? Revelation? No. So we're going to hear these words from a couple of different chapters. We're in chapter 21. We're going to hear the first 10 verses of that, and then we're going to skip down to 22 and hear the first five verses from that chapter. Listen for the word of God. Then I saw a new heaven and a new earth, for the first heaven and the first earth had passed away, and the sea was no more. And I saw the holy city, the new Jerusalem, coming down out of heaven from God, prepared as a bride adorned for her husband. And I heard a loud voice from the throne saying, See, the home of God is among mortals. He will dwell with them. They will be his people. And God himself will be with them. He will wipe every tear from their eyes. Death will be no more. Mourning and crying and pain will be no more. For the first things have passed away. And the one who was seated on the throne said, See, I am making all things new. And also, he said, write this, for these words are trustworthy and true. Then he said to me, it is done. I am the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end. To the thirsty I will give water as a gift from the spring of the water of life. Those who conquer will inherit these things, and I will be their God and they will be my children. But as for the cowardly, The faithless, the polluted, the murderers, the fornicators, the sorcerers, the idolaters and all liars, their place will be in the lake that burns with fire and sulfur, which is the second death. Then one of the seven angels who had the seven bowls full of the seven last plagues came and said to me, come, I will show you the bride, the wife of the lamb. And in the spirit, he carried me away to a great high mountain and showed me the holy city, Jerusalem, coming down out of heaven from God. Then the angel showed me the river of the water of life, bright as crystal, flowing from the throne of God and of the Lamb through the middle of the street of the city. On either side of the river is the tree of life with its twelve kinds of fruit producing its fruit each month, and the leaves of the tree are for the healing of the nations. Nothing accursed will be found there anymore, but the throne of God and of the Lamb will be in it, and his servants will worship him. They will see his face, and his name will be on their foreheads. And there will be no more night. They need no light of lamp or sun. For the Lord God will be their light, and they will reign forever and ever. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Amen. Let us pray. O Lord, may the words of my mouth and the meditations of our hearts be acceptable unto you, O God, our rock and redeemer. Amen. So we're going to begin with a scene from one of my favorite movies. This movie is so much in my family's history that sentences from the movie come up in conversation all the time. Y'all got movies like that? So this is a scene, let me set it up, from Remember the Titans. 
And for those of you who have not seen it, this is about, uh, it's based on a true story of a high school that was integrated in Virginia in 1971, T.C. Williams High School, and about their football team, black and white, coming together, learning how to play football together, and learning how to live together. And Gary um, and Julius both play on the, excuse me, the defensive line, Gary has been in a very serious car accident. And so this is a scene from the hospital. Only Ken's allowed in here. Alice, are you blind? Don't you see the family resemblance? That's my brother. Sorry, man. I should have been there with you. What are you talking about? You would have been in the bed right next to me. You can't be hurt like this. You, you Superman. I was afraid of you, Julius. I saw what I was afraid of. And I don't know, I was only hating my brother. I tell you what, though. Um, when all this is over, and you're going to move out the same neighborhood together. Okay, and, um, uh, you'll get old, you're going to get fat. It ain't going to be all black white between us. Did you catch the vision that Julius offers? He says, when all this is over, you and I are going to live in the same neighborhood and we're going to grow old and fat together. And there won't be all this black-white stuff between us. It's a heck of a vision. And it especially sounds like pie in the sky now with the headlines from Ferguson, with the headlines from Baltimore, with the headlines from Flint, you name it, all across the nation. This vision seems impossible. And I think a lot of times that's why we don't like to deal with the book of Revelation. It seems too unreal. Yes, it is full of fantastic images. It is full of stuff that can really make us afraid. There was a whole series of books written on it, right? Left behind. 
My friends, those books were fiction. But at the end, in chapters 21 and 22, it is laid out for us what God intends for creation. Right there. And it is a vision that just seems so impossible. It seems so pie in the sky that the holy city descends from heaven down to earth and that God dwells among mortals. Can y'all really envision this happening? I can get so wrapped up in the world that I think, mm -mm. no, there's no way this can happen. But because we're dealing with God here, (laughs) thank goodness we're dealing with God here, and it's not up to me or any one of us to decide if God's dream for the world and for all of creation is going to happen or not. Because when we're dealing with God, God's will holds sway. Thanks be to God for that. So we've got this little nugget of a gift in this revelation that was given to John all those years ago, a time when Christians were coming under persecution and they were wondering how the heck they were going to hold on, how the heck they were going to be faithful to this way of living, this way of following the rabbi from Nazareth, And it seemed like things were going to hell in a handbasket. Hello, is that not a description for now? And yet the word comes. And there's something that's really interesting in this text. There's a little sentence. It says, and the sea was no more. And in biblical terms, the sea is synonymous with chaos. John's revelation is actually taking us back to the beginning, taking us back to Genesis where the Spirit of God moves over the face of the waters, moves over the face of chaos, and all God has to do is speak and order is brought out of chaos. And so in John's revelation, when John says the sea is no more, it means chaos will not exist anymore. That creation will exist in God's good order. And there's something else that's really interesting about this. There's this kind of porousness between heaven and earth. Heaven being the domain of God earth being the domain of humans, and oftentimes we think of those domains as being completely separate. But throughout John's revelation, it's kind of porous. What happens on earth affects what happens in heaven. What happens in heaven affects what happens on earth. There's this back and forth 
And is that not what's in our Lord's prayer, right? In heaven and on earth. So this hope that Revelation calls us to, this hope that when things seem lost, when things seem to be spinning out of control, that God is continually moving to bring order out of chaos and calling us to be a part of that work. It is not an empty hope. We don't sit down and say, it's all pie in the sky. But we hitch ourselves to that hope because the work we do matters to God. What we do in living out the vision that God has for us matters. Not just here and now, it matters to God. Because God has this vision for every tear being wiped dry, for death being no more, for living amongst mortals in unity. And that's the vision that Julius has. That's the vision that he speaks of in that hospital room when things seem so dire. These two high schoolers who have fought so hard for their friendship, who started out absolutely hating each other at the beginning of football season. When Julius enters the room, Gary holds up his fist like this. And that's a reference to a black power poster that Julius had hung up in their room at training camp. And Gary said he wasn't going to look at that. And Julius turns around and says, you better look at it, you better close your eyes, Superman, because it ain't coming down. And they get into a fist fight over it. They have come together and they've fought so hard, driven by this hope, that division and violence will not always hold sway. And Gary's been in an accident. He will not walk ever again. In this dire situation, in this plain hospital room, a word of hope is spoken that takes us beyond pie in the sky. Because it is God's dream for the world. It is God's vision for the world. And God's will will always hold sway. Thanks be to God. Amen.